Can a disgraced comedian really redeem themselves with a punchline or two? Tonight, we're talking controversy and comedy. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, you're listening to Inside Jokes Canada right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast on the Global News Radio Network. Uh, We have a returning friend of the show in studio with us tonight, a couple of new faces. Not really faces because we're on there. Well, they have faces anyway. (laughs) So we're we're kind of getting into the whole cancel culture that's maybe happening in comedy right now and controversy with certain comics. Of course, uh, about a month ago, Louis C.K., the famed Louis C.K. came here to Toronto and did a run of shows at Toronto's Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. Uh, and, of course, Shannon Laverty, who's in studio with us, you you hosted this run of shows. I did, yes. Um, and, of course, and Tamara Siobhan joining us there. back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. And, obviously, we're not going to, you know, just uh, beat a dead horse and talk Louis the whole time. But I right. did want to get sort of a recap on what those shows were like. And there was so much backlash in the comedy community I think more so in the comedy community than in the world itself. Than in the world itself, (laughs) right? And and that's the thing. I mean, Tamara, you were there. You went and watched these shows. You were obviously on stage, Shannon, hosting these. There was this whole blow up in the comedy community about Louis shouldn't be here. He's it's not time yet for him to come back to the stage. Yada yada yada. What was the actual audience response like, though? Standing ovation. Standing ovation. Every night. Every night. Yeah. Every night, right? Like the first show, partial room standing ovation when he came to the stage. The second show, full room standing ovation when he came to the stage and when he left the stage. Every night he got a standing ovation. Every night. And I mean, the interesting thing, and I know he addressed this too. The interesting thing is he's. He's not. He's obviously not starting over again. But yeah. a couple of years ago, we probably wouldn't have gotten Louis doing Never a run of you... shows at the Yuck Yuck. <laughs> sta- you know, you know, he's standing like he's on stage and he's as close as you are to me. Yeah. For some people, like especially the front row people that are all just like, "Oh my God, he's right there!" You know, people were freaking out because he was so close, and that was the kind of cool part. It was a more intimate and sort of uh, contained space for him to be working. And, uh, yeah, sold out all the shows so quickly and just, I don't know, it was, it was fun. And for you as a comic, I mean, getting this show up yeah, on your gig best. sheet, I mean, what was what was your reaction to that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't even swear, can I? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't even tell you where or how I felt. I, I was super excited. I was so excited about it. Yeah. And I was just told originally, you're gonna, it's going to be a controversial act. We can't tell you who it is. Because there was no press being released on this, nothing. It just went up online and was word of mouth, and then it just sold out from there. When they first said that to you, did you have any clue as to who you were? Oh, yeah, I said, is it Louis C.K.? Because if it's Louis, I'll totally do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is really nobody else at that level in in the comedy world right now that has sort of that, you know, level of controversy attached to them, really. Of course, yeah. I mean, people were like, oh, is it Chappelle? I'm like, yeah, like, Chappelle's going to come and do a (laughs) comedy. He doesn't need to, right? He doesn't need to. You know? But Louis sort of rebuilding his act and getting it back together. I don't know if you know that he rebooted his website and that's all yeah. going again. And he's back on full full tour again and doing theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's kind of just he's getting back into yeah picking up where he left off in a way. Of I course. Mean, he has to sort of rebuild in a way. So for you guys being there and you of course working with him, Shannon, how much did he actually address the obvious reason why he's here doing shows like this in cities like this? Um, he addressed it off the top, and it was kind of a 
Good enough excuse for me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was like five minute, five ten minute bit off the top, and worked into some other stuff, and then he just went from there. But he's been working the whole time. He's just been overseas yeah. working in Europe and stuff like that. And he would still pop up and do the odd set at you know <clears throat> obviously his home turf, like at the cellar in New York sure. and things like that, yeah. and just sort of hone some new material that he was trotting out. And that's the thing I want to get into on tonight's show is you know there was. So much reaction from fellow comedians, especially here in this city, saying, oh, he shouldn't be here, he shouldn't be here. But this was a run of shows that completely sold out. I mean, obviously yeah. audiences still want, I don't know if part of that is, well, we just want to see Louis C.K. live, or if part of that is, how much is he going to talk about the obvious thing in the room, you know? Well, it's strange because I <clears throat> also work as a hairstylist, and so, you know, I was bringing it up with my clients, and they're like, oh my God, I would love to see Louis, I'd love to see Louis. And I'm like, well, how do you feel about those reasonings and yeah. why people have sort of boycotted him at this point. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to go see Louie. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that was like all age ranges. That wasn't just like, you know, the young white dudes that they think were the only people at the show. And that's not who was at the show. It was just, there was everybody. everybody and I feel like there. sometimes people are, <clears throat> it's interesting. I mean, sometimes people are, I guess, past quote unquote redemption. Some people are sort of allowed to come back to their careers and some people aren't. I don't know if, the climate is, I mean, you look at Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is directing movies again. Oh, he God. was in the doghouse for years, but now they're just like, yeah, that's crazy old Mel. And now yeah. he's like back to getting these big budget scripts. And I mean, Rob know. Lowe and his sex tapes years ago, which now it's nothing to have a sex tape, you yeah. know? And so, it's like, encouraged. Yeah, it's totally encouraged. That's how people get their career that's going. That's how you marry a famous rapper. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we have another guest joining us on the show, too. Mark Hughes, of course, very outspoken comic. He's sort of known for having, you know, enjoying weighing in on these sort of the sort of politics and the culture behind comedy right now and of course you shannon talked to him recently on his mm -hmm. podcast about this whole run of louis shows uh so we're gonna be back with more inside jokes we're gonna get mark to weigh in on the panel here right here on global news radio 640 toronto this is nigel grinstead inside here on 640 on inside jokes w-e-l-o-v-e 108 f-m Oh yeah, fight the power. Yeah, fight it. Fight it. <laughs> fight Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, giving you a clear view of comedy. <laughs> what is it, Vince? New view. New view. Every week we have a different slogan for them. They don't even know they sponsor this show, so it's fine. <clears throat> we have Shannon Laverty and Tamara Siobhan in studio with us. We're, of course, talking about the recent run of Louis C.K. shows here in Toronto at uh, the Downtown Yuck Yucks Club. And on the line, we have comedian Mark Hughes joining us. You're on the road out in Edmonton right now? Yeah, then took Vancouver tomorrow. Fantastic. And you still see that's Canadian showbiz right there. You still have time to get up at eight in the morning and call oh, into yeah, a man. radio show because you got to get that exposure. We have dozens of listeners <laughs> <laughs> across the country. Uh, yeah, so we're just sort of touching on the whole. Uh, obviously, there was some controversy attached to Louis C.K. coming back to the stage. But interestingly, most of that controversy came from. The comedy world. It came from other stand-ups, especially here in Toronto, just being like, no, no, it's not time yet. He shouldn't be here performing. But, I mean, the audience reaction was, when are we going to get to see Louis C.K. at our downtown club for a run of shows? I mean, it's obviously because he has to take a few steps back. But for audience, it was like this wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago. And it's an opportunity to go and see what he's talking about right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, make no mistake, there were so many comics there. 
No, there, there were, were right? tons of comics there. <laughs> it was all comics. And that's the thing. Like, there was even one night where I was like, there's a lot of comics in this room right now. Do you yeah. think there were comics there? That who was were the Thursday night. I yeah. was like, there's so many comics. And then I was like, oh, no, everybody's high as well. That's the problem. Do you think <laughs> some of them were the ones who were weighing in on oh, social yeah. media going, this shouldn't be happening? Well, the perfect place to do that is a place where you hide your phone and go in like you were never there, but I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these sort of <clears throat> dissenting voices saying, this is absurd. He shouldn't be here are a lot of the same people who realistically i mean shannon if they had gotten offered that same gig do you want to go host for louis ah, they would have been all over it sign I mean, up exactly <laughs> yeah up. you know yeah. for Done. sure though it's sort of like how you'll see comics and a lot of this is social media obviously but i've seen it over the years a ton of times where it's like you'll see these comics get into absolute blowouts on social media just sort of virtue signaling and get into it with each other and then you'll see them the next night at, at some show at a club together and it's like nothing ever happened Oh, yeah. Like, they won't say this stuff to each other's face. Not in their face. Yeah, Are you no. kidding me? Because that would actually warriors. mean that they were having a full-on conversation with someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I find hard about comedy, actually. It's that the hardest part about comedy for me is the comedians. I don't give a shit if an audience member throws a glass at me or threatens me or anything like that. Yeah. But when some comic melts me off online, then I have to see them later that night, and they pretend it didn't happen. It's very difficult for me. i got to admit that, like, like, because it's like, why... I sometimes wonder why comics make it more difficult for for each other because it's like this is already really hard. Why do you got to do that shit too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's sort of this weird social politics behind comedy right mm-hmm. now, where we're almost we're censoring each other and ourselves yeah. a lot more than any audiences actually would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We really are. The, the, the general public doesn't give a shit about ninety nine percent of the stuff that you see on those stand up forums online. The yeah. general public does not care at all. But the uh, the uh, the thing I don't like about what comics do is they make themselves sound. They make themselves, and these are just open micers a lot of the time. But in in a weird kind of a way, <laughs> they actually have more power than you think they would because they end up becoming these sort of uh, de facto unofficial gatekeepers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's totally they, true. Yeah. And the other thing is, so there's two things I wanted to mention. I'll go on one little rant then. Then you guys can. Oh again, my God! Whatever. That's three, four bleeps now on you, Mark. Yeah. You just see how hard so, they're working. I know. Yeah. Bleep, bleep, yeah. bleep, 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 yeah. bleep. That's, that's, that's what that's what industry gets for never <laughs> with me. Uh, um, so, bleep. Uh, the thing is, there's two there's two exaggerations I hear constantly uh, in regard to comedy. Two exaggerations. I wouldn't call them lies, but they're exaggerations. The first common one. Is PC culture is killing comedy. That's yeah. not true. It is not killing comedy. That is patently untrue. I would say, though, it's affecting and maybe hindering comedy to a certain degree. And what I'm, when I say it's affecting and hindering comedy, uh, I don't want to take up too much time, but it's, okay, firstly, I think what ends up happening is, as we know, it's not just comics, it's bloggers and stuff like that end up they become this huge presence online even though they're not representative of the general public yeah bookers producers writers etc all these industry type people get scared of them and then the general public again who doesn't care about all this stuff (laughs) um the the access to the comedy that they might like gets affected so for example a guy like dave Chappelle could not be dave Chappelle now if he, he wasn't already dave Chappelle. True. Right. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Louis C.K. 
could have been just as funny, if not funnier, than he already is. But if he wasn't already Louis C.K., Yuck Yucks, who I respect, would never have taken the chance of booking him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's because he's got that cachet behind him already. So the thing, this Pete. So it makes it the thing that I find most upsetting is that the general public who may like edgy comedy or whatever you want to call it is maybe not getting access on a mass level to edgy comedy because of these. It's this very small contingent of people, outrage peddlers, cancel culturists, whatever you want to call them, right? That's totally true. That's a good point. We're going to come back with more of this. I feel like there's a lot to get into and a lot of bleeping to do on Mark Hughes. Yeah. Not even a segment anymore. We're putting our engineer to work tonight. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Richard Lett. You're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Alex Wood, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. People try to put us to Oh, yeah, talking about my comedy generation. That's what we're doing right now. Inside jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network. Uh, before the break, we were getting into, we have Mark Hughes on the line, and of course, Shannon Laverty and Tamara Siobhan in studio with us. We were getting into the sort of, this wave of sort of cancel culture that's happening in comedy right now. And Mark, you brought up a good point that a lot of this stuff that people are, people in comedy are sort of policing each other is stuff that audiences don't even know about, nor would they care about. Yes. And just if Uh, we could sum up, what exactly, what exactly is cancel culture? A lot of this that's happening right now. uh, You want me to answer? (laughs) I feel like you would have, yeah. Okay. uh, Okay, Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, go ahead. Beep. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've got, I've got, I've got it all out of my system. Uh, camp culture is roughly speaking, it's the the trend uh, these days. It's a mainly social media trend where people try and get people air quotes canceled, which means uh, not able to work, not able to have access to social media, uh, trying to make people irrelevant, it, it, essentially getting them fired and uh, obliterated from. Uh, the, the 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 existence online make them make them irrelevant yeah so, so bullies yeah. basically yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much well and it's interesting because everything happens so widespread and so instantly now so if you want to for whatever reason i don't know if it's to sort of forward your own career or to just take somebody down you can do that you can put that out on social media and make it happen in an instant where before in comedy that never really happened you know there would sort of be in in a case like Louis, where it's like you find out about these things before there might be sort of rumblings and hallway oh, whispers about it. For sure, it. I mean it yeah. had been rumored for years yeah. before within the, especially with the female comics. They totally. You know, yeah. I mean, even obviously a much worse and larger scale thing. But even going back to the whole Bill Cosby thing, it's like this was something that was sort of being muttered about for decades. Decades. Yeah. But we didn't yeah. have social media. We didn't have these platforms for people to just go. I'm going to laser in on this person and take them out right now. There was really no way to do that before. Yeah. And audiences had no exposure to this. Audiences were just basically, here's a comic that I like, and I'm going to go see them, and that's it. You Absolutely, know? yeah. I don't well, know. One of the one of the things that that a lot of this cancel cult cancel culture stems from, like when I talk to people who are like, it's basically pro 
cancel culture, although comics never want to admit that they do it. It's, it's this weird thing where the, you see them, there's evidence online, you're watching them call for something to be canceled, yeah. and then you talk to them and they go, oh no, there's no such thing as cancel culture. They're like climate change deniers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Flat it's, Earth Society. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, <laughs> the, what they say is, and this was the second point I wanted to make, is that the, uh, the second exaggeration is that Racist jokes are more rampant than they've ever been in comedy. No, there's they're rape, not. There's rape. Yeah, I know, Shannon. You know, Tamara. You know, rape. Yeah, what rape is racism? Jokes, there, there's a there's a <laughs> pandemic. There's a pandemic of rape jokes like there's never been, and and we need to protect not only comics but also the frail audience from all these rape jokes. <laughs> right? Like we've never been outside. No. Well, yeah. But also, first things first. It's just not true. Second thing. Second. The thing about this cancel culture thing or PC culture or outrage culture, whatever you want to call it, it's created a chilling effect on most comedians. Yeah. So most comedians, other than maybe mentally ill open micers, such as myself, uh, <laughs> will, will not even attempt really edgy jokes anymore. Like they won't even try it anymore because they know they wouldn't be able to do uh, – um, they would, they, they wouldn't, you know, it would screw up any – they wouldn't be able to get any further than, than an open mic. Yeah. So – And that's not to say there isn't edgy comedy. There absolutely is. But there just isn't this pandemic or epidemic of horribly violent comedy like it's sometimes perpetual, like it's propagated to be. Well, that's the thing. And even you you brought up an interesting point earlier that's always floating around, Mark, is this whole idea that, oh, political correctness is killing comedy. I think comedy's doing fine. I mean, everyone and their dog has a Netflix special right now. I mean, there's 10 Seriously? billion podcasts out Too there. Many. Comedy became a thing again that people actually go and watch. Comedy's cool again right now. Comedy's popular again right now. It's, Pay us it, more. It's more mm. like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not translating to dollars, but... You know, so it's more like people want to actually go out and watch comedy again. It's more the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's more the industry. It's the fellow comics that... I don't know if this whole sort of mob torch mob mentality thing of taking each other down and virtue signaling is it's just sort of it's almost like you're just trying to eliminate your competition and then you can go yeah. and talk about the same stuff you of were course. complaining that's about that's exactly what ago. it is yeah. it's yeah. usually people that have stolen other people's material that want to go back mm. and use it after they're gone yeah. and you're like yeah. what is going yeah. on <laughs> I miss the good old days when people just got into fights you know yeah. Yeah. Just you just that, go into the bar better. you punch somebody and then it's over get physical yeah <laughs> or, yeah. or if somebody's taking your stuff, you just phone them and you're like, "Stop doing my material." Yeah, yeah. Or you just you know put it on YouTube and tag them in it, and then you know, it's over. <laughs> I mean, the last time that happened, the Canadian Comedy Awards were revamped, so it's you know <laughs> <laughs> now you can give forty minute speeches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kyle. I feel like there's a lot to dig into here, and, and Mark, you certainly have a lot to say about this subject, and it's 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 interesting because you mentioned earlier a lot of the audiences don't even know that this stuff goes on. And comedy's doing fine. People, these shows did sell out, and people wanted to go see Louis C.K. at Yucks for whatever reason they had, you know. So it's more of the behind-the-scenes culture that's happening and the politics that are happening in comedy. And we're just going to let people know about that tonight. It's like inviting them into a Facebook forum. But thank God that's not public. Oh, God. (laughs) You can't unfollow the thread. You can't unfollow it. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Frank Sparone, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
Uh, welcome back, Canada. You are tuned into Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking controversy in comedy and the quote unquote wave, this, this rampant wave of political correctness that's destroying comedy, <laughs> especially here in Toronto, even though there's 800,000 open micers in this city. <laughs> Comedy's doing fine. It's more the behind the scenes that's a bit more of a mess, I feel like. Yeah. You but, know, here, you know, here's the whole thing. Like, everybody's freaking out about all the stuff that's going on now. But, like, in the early 90s, there was the mora- – I don't know if you know this. There was a morality police that used to, mm. like – The PMRC. Yeah, they used to, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they used to like uh, go out like Madonna's concert when she was here. It's in yeah. her documentary that she did. And so I had done a show one night in Mississauga and a woman phoned the police and what? Uh, the office and complained that I was uh, giving oral sex to the microphone on stage and that was morally <laughs> and uh, wrong and uh, blah, that's blah, blah. improv? I, yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, well, it's part of my bit, but whatever. So, uh, but it was not a thing that you were allowed to do. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And then it was a black microphone, right? It was a black <laughs> microphone, right? Now we're talking. I couldn't yeah. take it all. But, uh, <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, it was, so it was interesting. It was uh, a weird time too. And then there, you know, the office, Yex was like, yeah, great. Let's go for this. Let's well, and that's <laughs> the thing. And, the press. and that's the thing. I mean, there's certain comedy clubs. And I mean, Tamara Siobhan, you do the corner comedy club all the time. And the whole yeah, reason why that place, everyone's will apparently. <laughs> and the, the whole reason why that place started and why it exists was the whole, was the whole idea that we want, audiences to be able to just come in off the street and see sort of quote-unquote uncensored comedy just yeah. pure straight again stand-up and same thing with yuck yucks i mean this run of louis shows happening here mark breslin's whole standpoint the entire time has always been yuck yucks has not changed this is still a comedy club where you can come in and it's adult and the filters come off and you hear people you hear comics talk about stuff that people are yes. afraid to talk about otherwise and you're supposed to just let your guard down and be allowed to laugh for a of night. Course. What a yeah. concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> comedy? <laughs> you know? Because there's this exactly. weird trend right now in comedy where it's all, we've almost like blurred the line between stand up or, you know, a 90 minute university lecture. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Everyone's like, <laughs> it's know? not a TED talk. That's like a lie now. I'm like, don't make it sound like a TED talk. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, don't talk about crazy stuff. Try to make eggs funny. If you can make eggs funny, you can make anything funny. Like, oh, well, no, I want to make my sex life funny. Thanks. Yeah. And, and you were making a comment earlier about how there's eight bajillion open micers, and I think that's one of the problems with comedy now is it's so accessible and it's so popular. Yeah. To, to get all these people, who, like, let's face it, to become a stand-up comedian, there's no degree. There's no credentials. There's uh, you no have union. to go to Humber. so you you could just show up at an open mic and do a set and say okay i'm a comedian now and really like technically that's true so what i found is there's a lot of people not all but there's a lot enough and i think this is where a lot of the problem comes in where they might come into comedy for the air quotes wrong reasons now you can do comedy comedy is one of those things It's, it's an art of the people do whatever you want with it but what i mean by that is it's like they may, whether they're aware of it or not, be using comedy as an agenda or to, to uh, forward their agenda. And, and I don't mean in, in necessarily a big, huge conspiratorial way, but these are people who maybe should have gone into journalism or writing rather than yeah. stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. There's a certain yeah. preachiness element to it now. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like we're confusing the line behind social justice and social commentary. Yeah. 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 Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. 
Like, there's nothing wrong with going to a stand-up show and going, oh, I learned a different viewpoint about something, or oh, somebody, they brought up this point that I had never thought about, versus going, you're my audience, you're captive now, I'm going to educate you for the next 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. Which well, I feel and, like... And a lot of people point to George Carlin. He's kind of used as the, well, Carlin did it. But Carlin, I think, was educational after the joke. It was sort of a happy, uh, a, 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 a neat little byproduct of his writing style. Now it seems there's a, a, a large percentage of comedy. And, I mean, there's a market for it, so you can't argue about it. But there's a percentage of comedy that, like, first I have to have my social message. Then I'll think about the punchline afterwards. Maybe if there is even a punchline. A lot of times yeah. there's not a punchline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of social injustice, and then there's no funny at the end. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. It's actually painful to watch. It is, which is true. And I think you know, audiences are a lot smarter than we tend mm -hmm. to give them credit for right now. Audiences are going. I mean, yeah, there are those people, but for the most part, people are going to a comedy show because they want to do that. They want to forget about how crappy the world is for they just want to come and, and laugh totally like yeah. you can get bombarded with all of that garbage 24 7 on facebook and twitter yeah, at the end of the night pay 20 bucks for it no you're going <laughs> yeah. to a club to watch a comic whether it's a canadian comic or somebody big with some controversy attached to them like that to to sort of not be hammered with this stuff and actually be able to go it's fine to just laugh at the world mm -hmm. and just yeah. like let my guard down for a couple hours you well know? And, and that's the neat thing about all this cancel culture and this is the positive this is the blessing in disguise that i do like about it as annoying as it can be it gives you more material to make fun of mm -hmm. like if, if 10 years ago if i'd said a friend of mine made this point so i'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him he said if you'd made a joke about toxic masculinity 10, 15 years ago, would you know? Would you have even known what the f I was talking about? Yeah. No, yeah. right? So, but now I have, you know what I mean? So now there's, if I'd make it a joke about cancel culture five years ago, you wouldn't have known what I was talking about. That's true. So it's actually creating more meat for the grinder. It actually is, and that's a good point yeah. to come back on. Uh, we're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All swears all night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Long Line, comma, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Oh yeah, welcome back, Canada. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network. We're talking about how comedy's dying. <laughs> no dean comedy's dead it is <laughs> dying it is yeah that's right there we go get it out get it out oh, there I yeah. think this might now be it's one your of turn our... tomorrow you gotta get a beep in at once this well. is our fourth season now and actually vince our producer pointed out to me uh just before the show today is actually the anniversary of our first ever episode wow yeah. sandra oh, wow. Bruce taped our first episode on this exact day oh wow uh, yeah so there we are we're st we're still on the air Political yeah. correctness hasn't hasn't killed us. Maybe this is the one, though. Maybe it's like, well, too many beeps. You had 50 seconds of live air and the rest was all beeps. But So we're talking about this whole sort of this weird phenomenon happening in comedy right now where we're almost policing ourselves and policing each other and, and saying, telling comics what you can and can't talk about. But we're finding that audiences are still coming out and going, no, please talk about that, though, because that's why yeah. I'm here. And one actually, one one dead horse that's trotted out 
all the time is people, I know Mark Hughes mentioned Carlin earlier, and comics that are on that side of the fence love to say, like, you know, if Carlin and Pryor were alive today, man, they wouldn't even be able to do stand-up, which is the most absurd thing. Like, Absolutely are you kidding? They absurd. would thrive of in course. this. Like, what? They would thrive in this, because as Mark mentioned before the break, there is actually, the flip side of the coin here is that there is actually so much meaty stuff to talk about right yeah. now socially there is actually so much stuff that if you're if you know what you're doing and if you can write if you actually should be doing stand-up there's so <laughs> many things if you're a comedian to, yeah because <laughs> i mean we do live in a very polarizing time and i mean we we're almost doing this weird self-imploding thing behind the scenes in the stand-up world where we're going yeah. we shouldn't talk about this stuff and we should go after each other's throats and audiences are really not buying that they're not you know people One still want to go out and watch it Absolutely. Oh, sure. I, I've, I've shown my friends like uh, the, the like a feeds or threads of stand up comedy arguments and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they go, they go, those are comedians. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not saying anything funny, though. And they look like <laughs> what the oh, <laughs> there it is. There's the yeah. word. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> there you go. It's so true. Like, I mean. I don't know. Do you think part of this is, it's almost like I said earlier, it's this sort of torch mob thing. Do you think almost that comics who are, and a lot of the time it is comics that sort of haven't reached that level yet. They're newer comics or open micers or what have you. Do you think there is this element of, I can just get ahead by just taking everybody else down that's in front of me and climbing yeah, the ladder that way? Yeah, you can't though. You have to actually be a comedian. Uh, yeah. Like these people don't have jobs, so they're just online, like tearing other people down. They're like, okay, cool. Now you get all the stage time. They're like, what stage time? Like, yeah. you know, they, they don't understand. They like, you have five minutes, and you want to cancel everybody, but like, you get on stage and you're bombing. Like, what? What are we doing here? That's the thing, because in a city like Toronto, and you know, in the larger hubs in Canada, I mean, and Vancouver has this to a degree. Montreal has this, but Toronto here, especially because this is sort of the hub that everybody flocks to, you can very easily start your own show. Mm-hmm. let's say your own weekly show and you build your own audience and that's the same people come every week and you're talking about the same stuff to exactly who you want to be in that room. But yeah. at what point do you actually want to pursue comedy? Because as soon as you leave that nest of yours, it totally is. <laughs> Once you leave your little, you know, small little area and you yeah. go out and you're like, Oh, I'm in a club somewhere or doing comedy, like where people are paying to come in and, and actually they're big shows and stuff like that. And then you're bombing your ass off. You know, you 100%. have to maybe go back and be like, oh, maybe I don't know comedy. Yeah, no, you, like, yeah, you just don't know comedy. That's crazy. If you think that, like, everyone you're talking to is like, yeah, kill it, girl. Yeah, you're killing it because we all relate to what you're saying. It's like, do you want to try going to the corner right now? Because this is not going to work out. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah, preach. Okay, exactly. you are preaching, but there's a difference between are you doing that or are you doing stand-up? Because as soon as you leave that little hub, as soon as you get out on the road, and in Canada, that's a lot of the job is going oh. and oh, traveling yeah. and going to these small towns and stuff. You get a room full of people in some legion hall that have paid oh, to go yeah. and see stand-up, you can't relate to anybody in that room. No. Oh, tr- uh, I went on tour and went to, like, North Bay, and I was like, this is a test. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, one is black here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. You're a There's a solution to that. You just say that I bombed because they were racist. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But the point, they weren't racist. They were just touching my hair. Like, you know, <laughs> well, which is, is nice almost hair. the same. <laughs> And I mean, it's a very basic, like all three of you on this show right now have very different voices. You have different styles of comedy, but you all also know that 
you can play this club or you can go and play this town. You know how to adapt to your surroundings because this is what you do for a living. Like yeah. You know how to read the room, which is one of the oldest things. It takes a long time to learn that. And people who have been in this for like 30 seconds think that they can just go read a room and do whatever. And they're like, well, they should just adapt to me. And that's no. not how it no. works. That's not how it's that works. Not. It's crazy you know, that that's the mentality. I know. Try going, you know what? Go on out to uh, Lethbridge. Right? Oh, Head out there and oh, see I've how that... Le- yeah. I lived in Waterton Park, oh. which was like an hour away from there. Yeah. 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 Go do some shows out there or go to anywhere out in Western Canada. It's a whole different... You know what? You get outside of your tiny little Toronto world or Vancouver, because I know Vancouver has small little groups that also stay very protected, and you get out into the rest of the world... And you will see that you're, that's not what comedy is. That's no. not what yeah. life in comedy is. I, I think one of the problems also is, and, and, and I'm just, it, just, to, just to qualify everything I'm about to say, I've only been doing comedy six years. So as far as the craft of comedy goes, I admit I'm a baby and I still got tons to learn. What I have learned a lot about is this social media phenomenon, whether I wanted to learn about it or not. Is a different <laughs> but I've learned a lot about that. So I, under, I sort of understand. I have guests on my podcast all the time talking about this stuff. One of the things I think that social media has done, especially in urban centers, is they it really makes them believe that that's... And, and again, this sort of ties into my first point about cancel culture is... Uh, Let's say the 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 call it uh, what's what's that area where the comedy bar is in Toronto? What's that area called? Does that mean Ossington? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's called exactly where it is. Think, <laughs> a lot of comics think that that's that's comedy. Comedy only exists in that little pocket, and that's the only demographic I have to write for. Period. Yeah. Right. And that's a small percentage of the population. That's the tiny percentage of the population. Right. Yeah. And so if you're not adapt it shannon it can, and can expand on this way better than i can so can tamara i can't because we're out of time but <laughs> if you if you can't adapt beyond that little bubble i mean i guess if you can find a way to play that bubble for the rest of your life that's fine but i don't think if you want to make ten dollars a show then sure. exactly that's yeah. not realistic in canada no no exactly yeah. it's hard enough out there you have to travel around enough okay we're going to be back with more of this panel right here on inside <laughs> jokes global news radio 640 toronto Hi, this is John Oakley. Just thought I'd stick around in the studio for Inside Jokes to die for. Right here at 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And the sky was made of amethyst. And all the stars are just like little fish. You should learn when to go. <laughs> that was my outburst finally i've been waiting the whole show we're talking cancel culture we're talking controversy and comedy we've had tamara siobhan on the air with us tonight yeah shannon laverty and on the line from beautiful edmonton alberta uh, <laughs> mark hughes on the line hi <laughs> where are you mark are you in edmonton I'm in Edmonton. I'm right off of White Ave as we speak. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Beautiful. Nice. Watch the puke on your way out. Crisp Edmonton <laughs> morning. So we've been getting into this whole, of course, it all started with Louis C.K. doing the run of shows here in Toronto and, and you know, the uproar from from comedians going, this isn't right. He shouldn't be here. But audiences were fine. 
Yeah. They yeah. Yeah. few people went to those shows. A few. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I what was it? Thirty five bucks? Like, what are you talking 30, about? It's thirty five yeah. bucks to see Louis C.K. right yeah. in front and, of me. Oh, and and Shannon killed it too. BTW. Yes. Why I? Yeah. I oh, talked to God. a number of people who said they were your you were their favorite part of the show. No bullshit. There, there we go. go. Yeah, Aww, that's so nice. Well, yeah, you, you hosted a lot to... of shows. That was a lot. Was How many eight? was that? Eight shows, yeah. eh? Damn. And you didn't even have to redeem yourself. You were just there. I was just there. You didn't even do anything bad I didn't that do... we know of yet. Oh, I've done lots of bad things. <laughs> <laughs> that's all before social media came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but of course, I mean, the main the main thing to take away, I feel like, from tonight is, you know, there's this weird sort of culture happening behind the scenes in comedy, but audiences are still coming out to clubs like that and to clubs like the corner and going, no, we want to actually hear comics do what they do and talk about the the things in life that the rest of us can't, you know? Yeah. It's it's okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Night. We're paying you to We're know, paying you to laugh. Yeah, we're no. paying for you to swear more than we swear in our yeah, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not paying to go. Twenty-five bucks to swear tomorrow. I'll give you twenty-five bucks. Will you actually? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course. Thank you again to our panel. Uh, We'll go around. So, Mark, you're of course you're out out west performing right now. Where's some shows that people can see you coming back to Toronto and and find your stuff? Uh, I'm at the Corner Comedy Club quite regularly. Um, Other shows, uh, nothing, nothing too big planned for the rest of the year at at this point. Oh, I'll be in Guelph November fifteenth. If uh, insert jokes about small town. <laughs> uh, 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 we were doing and, it with and, our eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nothing, nothing too major to report. This was actually I'm out west now. This is the biggest thing for the next little while. But uh, should I do my social media stuff now too? Or, for sure, uh, podcast, okay. of course. Yeah, I do a podcast about interesting, unusual, and controversial people and ideas called Pulling the Trigger. Shannon Laberty was a guest fairly recently. She was amazing. And you can find me p- fairly easily on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or any of them by Mark Hughes Comic or Mark Hughes Comedian. I'm very easy to find, and so is the podcast. Perfect. Thank you again, Mark. Yeah. And, of course, Shannon Laverty, where can we see you coming up? Next week, I will be uh, the 14th, 15th, 16th of uh, November. I will be in Winnipeg at Cricket's Comedy Club. Nice. Ooh. That is in the yeah. old press club in downtown Winnipeg. Um, don't ask me the address. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I'm going to be there and it's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, social media. Um, yeah, I'm there. Whatever. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Shannon Laverty stand-up comic. Don't try to friend me on my, fr- on my normal page because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, I also have Shannon Laverty on Instagram. But it's, you know, the same thing on Facebook. It's all the same. What a plug. That's that's an old pro right there. And Tamara Siobhan, where can we find you? Uh, I'm at the Corner Comedy Club East every Sunday at 8 and 10 p.m. for Sunday Best Comedy. It's a show that I run and host and produce. And then every Wednesday at SOS Comedy at Friday Roots and Vibes. That's at like Dundas and Manning, if you're ever in Toronto. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm there all the time. And then Comedy Bar pretty much every other night. So there you go. You'll find me. Oh, I'm at Team Air. So A, oh, well, you know, at the at sign, Team Air. T E E M A I R on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. Wait, not Facebook, but Instagram and Twitter. I'm bad at doing this. Yeah, what we've learned in oh, this show is www. Stay away from www. Tamara Siobhan.com. <laughs> w- yeah, just, w- w- just w- I can't w- believe you just put <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I just want everyone to know. Like I used to I did computers on an old Mac back in the day. Like I will I will address it. HTTP colon slash slash. Okay, no. Yeah, Thank you again to our panel. You can of course hear us right here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto every Sunday night and tune into all 
all of our episodes, season four and beyond, on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't forget to check out ComedyRecords.com for the latest album releases from Canada's top stand-ups and sketch comics. And hit up ComedyBar.ca to see the latest shows happening here in Toronto and the famous Rivoli live comedy downtown Toronto every Monday night. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Shannon Laverty. Young girls freak me out because they don't know so much about life, right? Like they all think, oh, I got this made. I know everything. I'm 19. I know my world. Everything's fabulous. There's so many things that I was never told while I was growing up. Like my mom never sat me down and like, hey, by the way, this is going to happen to you. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much that's going to happen. Did you know, like, right about the time you turn 40, maybe, like, maybe a year or two before, you're just going to pee your pants for no reason? Oh, it's coming. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, hey, I'm going to run for the bus. I'm pissing my pants. What's going on? And then one day, somebody's going to come over to you and be like, oh, you got a little hair on your face. They're going to go to brush it off. You'll be like, ow, 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 ow. 